If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of your Circle of Influence podcast. I am one of your lucky, lucky co-hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker, and it is always a good day when we start off, and Monica is already laughing. I'm already giggling. <laughs> All right, so transformative moment. <laughs> we plan out our episode topics ahead of time, mm-hmm. and uh, we got on to record today, and Monica's like, well, first of all, she has not had a mic stand forever, Ever. and I've been telling her, just order a mic stand. So last time I was like, order the mic stand now. So she ordered the mic stand <laughs> she, and then she, she got gave me the look that she gives her boys when she, like, I'm serious, come inside yeah. and do this is the moment. Yeah. Get it done. So she orders the mic stand then the mic stand comes in. She doesn't have the mic stand set up. She's like, it's okay. I'll do it next time. I was like, Monica, it will take you five minutes. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that your mic stand was a little more complicated than what I was originally <laughs> anticipating. It was, so, it was five theater minutes. It wasn't yeah, so like <laughs> the last, you know, minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. We've been trying to figure out her microphone and it's, it's literally <laughs> by a Velcro strap. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why. But it's working. It's She's working. My, yeah. my uh, audio quality has tremendously increased. And so then we open up the spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, what are we talking about in this episode? And it's what, Amy? It's how friends transform you. <laughs> Tell them about the acceptance speech. I was telling Amy that if ever I get another award, in, I have to insert 30 seconds in there just to big her up. Just to acknowledge that every big achievement is made up of small achievements and every small achievement I can attribute to a push from Amy (laughs) over the last two years. Yeah. But then when she gets off stage and they're like, so what did Amy help you do? She's going to be like, she told me I had to put on my glasses and stop uh, looking at the computer screen from one inch away. (laughs) She made me get a mic stand. Like guys, these are critical moments in the life of Dr. Monica Ogando. Yes. And we did 75 hard ish. <laughs> yeah. Where would you be without Where your, be without like, Amy no, get it done. <laughs> oh my gosh. You literally made me tear up of laughter. All Those right, are the small so. moments that friends um, share with one another. And I think that one of the reasons why it is so important and so apropos that our podcast is called your circle of influence, like all kidding aside, it's it's so apropos that it's called your circle of influence and you know everybody has heard of that quote that says you know you are the you are the sum total of the five people that you hang out with the most or whatever now you and I don't hang out like we don't go to movies and stuff like that but I spend a significant amount of my zoom time either with you or thinking about you (laughs) or serving you know clients that we both love and, and and you know etc so I uh, consider it a great honor, 
you know, to count you among those that are in my circle of influence, because I have become a better person, a more effective leader and a, and a more effective communicator, because I have an Amy Maria de Los Angeles Ramirez Gutierrez Walker <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I love that my name never comes out the same way twice. <laughs> Not, never. <laughs> it starts out the same, but then by the end, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank the heavens above for the day when we met, I think it might've been in the bathroom in their hallway somewhere mm-hmm. at a conference, both wearing purple yep. and, uh, decided that, you know, we should be biz besties. Yep. And I, I love that quote that, you know, you become like the five people that you spend the majority of your time with. And here's what I love about you is that we've been able to uplevel ourselves together. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, I don't know what iteration of Monica and Amy we're on, but I don't feel like we are the same Monica and Amy that we were when we met. Yeah. We're like the iPhones. We don't stop at 3.0. It's like, we're at like 12 at this point. iPhone 12. Yeah. Must be iPhone 15s. Not even invented yet. Exactly. Have they invented an iPhone 15? This is how non-technology savvy I am. Like (laughs) I just wait until Steven tells me I'm upgrading your phone. And I'm like, okay, does it have a nice camera? Yes. Can it email? Yes. I'm good. Okay, that's all we need. Isn't that okay, funny so, that now we use our phones for all known phone things? Yeah. Like I know. camera and email. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't even think about, can it call? Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about this. How I would love to dig into this concept of how good friends can really help transform us and elevate us because you don't want to stay the same. And sometimes you're, I want to call them real life in quotation friends. They are not invested in your change and progress, right? Like Mm -hmm. what they want is for you to stay the same so Mm -hmm. that you can stay in comfort zone and be who you've always been in their life. And sometimes your friends are not on board with your next iteration of you. Yeah. So Monica, how have you developed those types of friendships that like you're you're evolving and growing and they're on that journey with you and propelling you in that journey. Not just like, Mm -hmm. okay, you can change, but like, no, I, I see where you're going and I want you there. So I will support you in that transition. Yeah. There's a big difference between, um, you being someone's friend and someone being a friend to you. They don't Mm necessarily, it's amazing. It's amazing and such a gem when you find that. I like like you and I have found with, with one another. It's quite another when you realize that you are much more um, invested in somebody else's growth than they are in yours. And here's why. It's not malicious. Here's, here's why. We all start and make our decisions and continue to our decisions or even sabotage our decisions based on our established sense of identity. So if you have an an identity of I'm an athlete, you're going to find it really, really hard to be on your couch for days on end. You're going to be like, I got to get off of here. I got to get off my ass. I got to go do something, go work out, go stretch, go, you know, run, take a walk, anything, anything, right? You're compelled to do it because of your sense of identity. If your sense of identity is I am, I'm not a fit person. I have to work to become it, or I have to work to lose weight. or I have to work to blah, blah, blah then it's going to stretch you when you are around high achievers 
and you do not have a sense of identity of you're a high achiever, you're going to feel insecure and out of place and intimidated and like, ah, I don't really belong here. These aren't really my people. I should be paying them to coach mm-hmm. me up, you know, et cetera. And there's like that imposter syndrome thing. But when yeah. you do have a sense of identity that you are too a high achiever, and when you find other folks that are doing the same thing, you're like, oh, finally, I don't have to taper down my brags, my celebrations, my achievements, because somebody else is like, what? You know, oh, you know, if you say I had a, uh, I had a million dollar launch, you're like, oh, let me $20. Yeah. <laughs> So when you can, when you can find your, and you're always at your vibration, here's the thing I love about universal law that people sometimes think there are like exceptions or whatever, just because you can make exceptions to man-made law doesn't mean that you can make exceptions to divine law and divine law says (laughs) the law of vibration says that you're always going to be at your vibration. Now, the thing about it is that you can work to elevate your vibration. And sometimes your vibration does lower because of whatever habits or circumstances, thoughts, feelings that you live in. But when you decide that your vibration is one of integrity and of excellence and of go get itness and of, you know, always uh, striving to live into the best version of yourself, inevitably, people who are not in that vibration will fall off. You don't even have to fire them. There's no pink slip. In that thing. Yeah, it's so true. And then people who do live in that vibration, you will automatically magnetize yourself to them. There's no chasing them. You don't have to go looking for them. You will automatically yes. attract each other. Okay. So here's what I love about what you just said. I, I hear a lot in business circles, especially in high achiever circles, the conversation about like cutting out relationships, getting rid of relationships. No need. And I'm like, I've literally never had to do that. I've never no had need. to cut someone off. Be like, by the way, we're no longer friends. I don't have room for you in my life right now. You're not going where I'm going. Like I've never had never. to have that conversation never. because here's the thing that I operate under. My love is unconditional, but my time is not. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that one. My love is, I didn't come up with that. I heard that from someone once and I was like, I'm taking it, but my love is unconditional. My time is not, I literally still love the, the best friend that I had in preschool Mm -hmm. and, uh, the girls that I went to elementary school with and my best friends from high school and college and all of these people, it doesn't mean we we spend equal amounts of time with each other. The -hmm. people that get my time fit a certain criteria. Mm -hmm. So here's my criteria. They need to love me and want me to succeed because sometimes people love you, but they don't really want you to succeed. Um, They need to um, celebrate my wins and not see my light as diminishing theirs. Yeah. They need to be somebody who supports me in where I'm going instead of encouraging me to stay where I am. Or where they think Um, you go. Yeah, where they, yeah. But support me in my vision for where I see that I'm going. Mm -hmm. Um, And also somebody who causes me to stretch. I want people who cause me to stretch. And now I'm not saying that all of my friends have to cause me to stretch in business. I have friends that are in my life that... They caused me to stretch spiritually, or they caused me to stretch in my, my level of social understandings, or they caused me to stretch as a parent. Um, mm-hmm. I had one, one friend just recently volunteer me to be the band president. I was like, no, you're stretching me a little too far. I, I'm not saying yes to that. You're overcooking so, my grits now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too much stretch for me. Um, but it's, 
it's a, it's a set criteria so that when I meet somebody, I can feel, are they in alignment with who I'm looking for to dedicate my time to? Um, I am a very, very loyal person. So literally once I love somebody, I do like I hold a space for them in my heart forever. And my door is open to an extent but it doesn't mean my calendar is open and that my time is open. And so what I find is people tend to come and come for a season and that season will come together for a while. And then they'll move on to where they need to be next. I move on where I need to be next. And then, you know, we kind of circle back around at a new phase where we're more in alignment with what we're wanting and needing from each other. So I do not think that in order to up-level your friend crew that you need to go and start firing people and be confident confrontational and like jerky about it. Even though no, I hear, right. I don't, do you hear this conversation a lot? I do. They're like, about you gotta up-level to... your friends and mm-hmm. get rid of those people, cut people out of your I life. I do hear and... it a lot, but I just think it's, mis- it's, it's incomplete. It doesn't have complete information. I don't think they're right. wrong. <laughs> I just think they have, they don't have complete information. Cause if you knew, if you knew that all you had to do to up-level your friends is up-level yourself. Yeah. You wouldn't the rest takes care of it. There's yeah. no conversation to be had. Like if you're feeling like you need to have that conversation, I think that's more a reflection of you yes. being dissatisfied with where you're at. Correct. And you're right that it is part of it is claiming that space. So I had a hard time for a while making real business friends. And the reason was because I didn't feel like I deserved a space in that cool kid group, you know, like I was not mm-hmm. the cool kid growing up. And so when I got to business and realized there's like cool kid circles, I didn't feel like I had yeah. a spot there. And mm-hmm. so I kept myself kind of on the outskirts. And when I finally was like, I am just going to be 100% authentically me in all places. Mm-hmm. Um, then that was when I started really attracting in these amazing friends from people who I would have thought maybe they wouldn't be you know, like, like we wouldn't be a fit or I wouldn't have a spot in their room or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that one of our, you know, principles of feminine leadership is that authentic vulnerability piece. Yep. I think that's a huge part of up leveling is not saying I'm going to be better, but just saying, I'm going to be more, I'm going to be me more. I'm going to mm-hmm. be vulnerable and accepting of where I'm at and embrace the work in progress that I am mm-hmm. and share it and shine it to the world. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, so many amazing people I'm attracting into my world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, and here's the, here's why I think that business and all that entails, including networking, including creating friendships inside of um, businesses, joint collaboration, uh, collaborative partnerships, et cetera. I think this is why I think it's one of the best personal development courses that you could ever take is the journey of entrepreneurship uh, because it requires constant reinvention and elevation of yourself. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, just imagine you trying to go from your house, Amy, anybody from your house to let's say that you wanted to take a long road trip and you're finding your way to Jacksonville, Florida, wherever you're from, you could be in Europe even. But you're trying to find your way to Jacksonville, Florida. I just picked that out of the blue. And you're going to have to take a particular street to get out of your neighborhood, a particular road to get into the highway. For some of you who are overseas, you're going to have to get yourself to the airport, et cetera. But each part of that journey is not available to you. Like you can't see that. I can't see the highway from my house, but I know Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have to take this road and that road in order to get to the highway. Right. And Mm -hmm. I can't see Jacksonville from the highway either. I'm going to have to go down the road away in order for me to see 
my destination. And in the same way, when you're up-leveling yourself, you may not know why you have this big urging in your heart to bring your business online. Uh, you've done it offline for so many years, but now you're bringing it online. And I, you don't know why you got the inkling in 1999. <laughs> but here we are 23 years later. It's like, ah, this is why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was the wave of the future. I don't know why I wanted to sign up to Facebook or uh, you know Instagram when it wasn't popping. But now you understand why. It was a big part of your strategy. Or even when you're meeting someone and you're feeling that pull, you're, or even repulsion. You don't know why you're saying your heart is saying no to somebody. After a while, when you've lived long enough and you've had enough experience, you understand to trust yourself in those ways because mm -hmm. you know that even though you may not know the quote unquote reason in the moment, time will give you the perspective to understand why certain decisions were the right ones for you. And you will have missed. Here's the part that people don't like to hear. You will have missed enough opportunities and have enough quote unquote regrets so that when you have another opportunity coming to you and you, you can feel the similar feeling of this is my hunch, go or stay. Mm -hmm. And you'll make that decision again. And you can make a different decision based on the results that you want to create. And when people know you enough, like Amy does, Amy knows me enough where I will say to a five minute task later. And mm -hmm. I know Amy enough to know that she'll look at an eight, a five minute task and go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> do it now. <laughs> so, and I told her this when I showed her the mic, she was like, let's do it now. I was like, I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to surround yourself with people who, for, for whom your blind side is a really obvious thing. Yes. Like my blind side of later is an, of course, to Amy and my side of flow, it, which is an, of course, for me is an, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> For Amy, yes. she, has to, she has to actually put be in the flow in her agenda. <laughs> so I, I literally, yeah. When I was thinking about this, like, you know, how has Monica's friendship changed me? That's mm -hmm. one of honestly, the biggest things is you've helped me to learn to breathe and relax yeah. and not stress so much about all of the little details. Like, and I, I the thing is, I still get just as much done. I just enjoy the process of doing it so mm -hmm. much more. Yes. Yes. It's like, uh, it's like a sense of, um, a sense of perspective. Monica's like the, like the sea that's like, everything is going to work out. You know how, when you stand mm -hmm. before the ocean and it's just so in, like massive that you're, you're looking at it going, the world is going to keep turning the yep. sea, the waves are going to keep coming and going and everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. That's the rock that you are in my life. It's just that mm -hmm. feeling like just breathe. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a great, um, it's a great combination, Amy, because on the one hand it's, I, I'm so everything's going to be fine that sometimes <laughs> I see no reason to do anything. <laughs> everything's going to be fine. And to be fair, I'm on the other side of the hustle time of my life. Sure. There was a time when I was like, go, 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 go. And pulling all nighters and drinking Red Bulls and da, 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 da. I'm on the other side of that. Right. And, mm -hmm. and there are certain benchmarks and certain goals that I've already achieved. So I don't feel compelled to have to create a duplicate of that goal. Cause I've already done it. On the other hand, just like when you're going on a trip and you're trying to get to Jacksonville, you don't stop in the middle of 75 just because you've gone long enough. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and so in the same way, when, when you have transformation as your goal, when you want to leave a legacy, um, you know, that legacy can iterate differently. It can show up in 
you know, at, at first for me, it was about creating programs and creating intellectual property, et cetera. Now it's leveraging intellectual property. Now it's leveraging the investments that I've made over the last 20 years. Now it's focusing on the, the friendships and the connections that I have created. Not in the past, as I have done it, where people were a mechanism for my agenda. It was like, I'll be your mm-hmm. friend if I can see how you can forward what I'm doing. Yeah. And now it's, I'll be your friend because you're an amazing human being. And then if right. we can do some work together and profit and, and, and I can add to your business and you can add to mine, awesome. Um, but, you know, and then there's sometimes where it's like, I have enough friends. I don't need another friend. How are you useful? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you, you have to be very clear about where you stand with someone. And I think the, the other part of that is also being, I tend to err on the side of being too forthright sometimes. Mm-hmm. And part of that is also cultural. Um, I think that sometimes we, especially in gendered communications, women tend to err on the side of being too. I will withhold saying something for risk of sounding mean or um, too clinical or too cutthroat, et cetera, et cetera. I have to actually soften my communication instead of you know, pulling it. And so that's what the value that I add to, to some of the women that I coach is like, because I'm on the other side of being forthright, I can, I can pull them out of the nice thing and we in somewhere create a balance. Right. And so th- that's the part about the, how, how our friends and how other people in your circle of influence can elevate you is when, when they have a blind spot that you can contribute to, because it's an, of course, to you and vice versa, when they can contribute there, of course, because it's a blind spot for you. And then you also see how people do certain things. Like it would never, Amy, it would never occur to me to up my productivity as if I had five boys in my house. But when I see, no, seriously, but when I see you do it, I'm like, Monica, what is this single digit morning thing that you, stop it, girl. Look at Amy over there running. You know, now I don't have five boys to navigate around, but dang, it, it inspires me to be able to say, like, if she could do all of that and she's got a husband and five boys and this and that and that going on and this church community commitment and the, you know what I mean? The least you can do is lace up your sneakers and go do some cardio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you know, another thing that I would encourage everyone to do is to branch outside of your pool of who you would normally be friends with. So Monica and I are different ages Our her children are grown. Mine are at home, right? Like we're yes. in legit different seasons of our life. Yes. Um, we have different, uh, racial backgrounds. We grew up in different parts of the country. Um, she, we were just joking earlier. I was like, just get some duct tape and some Velcro. And like, you know, like I grew up in a redneck household. We know how to do that. Like, she did not grow up in a redneck household. We are, we come from no, really I made different. It fancy. I called you MacGyver, <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> but we come from really different backgrounds. And because of that, it's been truly a blessing in my life to be able to see the world through your eyes. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were in Louisiana together, we're in new Orleans and we saw a statue and the statue, I don't even remember what the statue was, but I remember it made you mad. Do you remember Mm -hmm. this? Yeah. Like you were like, it was like a visceral reaction of anger. And I would have literally walked past that and just Mm -hmm. not even thought twice about it. And, um, 
I don't remember exactly the statue, but I do remember there was like this white guy in the center and then everybody else was like around his feet. Like the native person was around his feet and all, you know, just like, he's the king of the moment kind of a thing. Yeah. And because I was was like peak colonizer. Yeah. White privilege blind to, you know, somebody else's point of view about that situation. Yeah. And so I, I looked at it in that moment and it was like, okay, how does this affect me? Not just how does this affect Monica, but how does this affect me? Like my grandparents grew up on the Indian reservation, but I'm super fair. Like I'm more fair than my cousins and my aunts and uncles are. And so I've never had that like identity, even though my mom was always like trying to get me to, you know, sign up for like the native club at college and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to walk in and they're going to be like, who's this white girl and why is she at the native club? And so I, I have found that being able to witness and experience the world through your eyes Mm -hmm. has helped me to see myself differently and, and really ask myself some deep questions about like, who do I want to be in this world? Mm -hmm. What's my part of the story Mm -hmm. and where do I want to stand? And, and when you, when you operate in a space where you only spend time with people who are like you, Mm -hmm. that's a scary place for our world. And I think that's a big part of why our world has some of the troubles that it does. Yeah. I think homogeneity is great at creating safety in the sense of like a place to rest, a place to, again, solidify your identity or your sense of belonging. And when you uh, live in the world that we do, that we now very obviously have a global economy, very obviously have uh, cross-cultural, cross-generational, cross-gender, cross a lot of, you know, labels that we have for one another. You do need to be multilingual and multicultural in a way mm-hmm. that uh, the world 20, 30, 50 years ago did not require of us. Well, and it, not even just that it's a requirement, it is a pleasure. It really should be a pleasure, like a pleasure to get to know different people, to see the world differently, to expand the way you think and to come out a nicer, better version of yourself. So Mm -hmm. thanks for being my friend, Monica. Thank you, Amy. It is the honor of my (laughs) life to, to count you among my sisters. Yes. And for all of you who are listening, um, I guess my, you know, we, we try to give you like a challenge each time. My challenge would be to look at who you want your friends to be like, who do you want to go through this life with? What do you want them to be like envision those, that tribe of sisters who support you in the way that you want to be supported. Not always in the moment. Like, you know, sometimes I think Monica and I probably push each other in ways. We're like, would you just let me not put my stand together right now and do it later when I can fumble without someone watching. Right. Um, but in the way that you, you need to be supported for your best and greatest good and growth. And then spend a week practicing being that person Mm -hmm. and just see who shows up in your life. Mm -hmm. I think you'll be amazed. You will be amazed. You'll be amazed how much I have accomplished in my life when I say, what would Amy do? (laughs) (laughs) And you would be amazed how much I can like actually breathe. And my anxiety level is lower when I'm like, channel my inner Monica. (laughs) I love that. I love you, baby. Love you right back. And we love all of you guys as well. So thank you so much for watching. Well, not watching, listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, for following. Um, You can connect with me at Amy Walker Coach on Instagram and Monica 
Eh, Monica Ogando, also on Instagram. Awesome. We can't wait to see you back again next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody. 